Hi, everyone. This is Andy Higgins, founder of Wealth Channel and host of the Alternative Investment Podcast. Recently, I had the chance to give a keynote address at the world's largest Opportunity Zones Investor Conference, OZ Pitch Day, on March 23rd, 2023. The format of the keynote was a fireside chat with my business partner, Jimmy Atkinson, and the title of the keynote was Building Generational Wealth with Alta. I had a lot of fun having this conversation with Jimmy, and I hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Alternative Investment Podcast. We give you the insights and strategies you need to grow your wealth with alternative investments. Now, here's your host, Andy Hagens. Let's dive in our keynote discussion this morning, a brief fireside chat, if you will, building generational wealth with alternative investments. Uh, the, the wealthy and the ultra wealthy, Andy, are taking big financial wins and turning them into massive wins using tax advantaged alternative investments. Uh, but what can you tell us, first of all, about alts? What are they exactly? How do you define them? It's funny you ask that, Jimmy. I get that question all the time. There's, uh, depending who you ask, there's no precise answer. But my answer, an alternative investment is any type of investment outside those traditional you know, investment asset classes, stocks, bonds, and cash or cash-like instruments. And when I say stocks and bonds, I'm also including you know, mutual funds and ETFs, vehicles that hold those asset classes you know, long only. So when we're talking about alts, typically we're talking about real estate or other types of private funds, you know, hedge funds, private credit, private equity, venture capital, all kinds of real estate vehicles. You also have liquid alts, you know, alternative ETFs, commodity ETFs, things like that. But on my show, the Alternative Investment Podcast, we're typically talking about those illiquid, you know, alternative investment vehicles, the illiquid funds, the private funds, you know, products like what we're going to learn about today at OZ Pitch Day. Uh, incredible. When I, I'm going to ask you in a minute how opportunity zones fit into the bigger universe of alternative investments. Uh, but first, I actually want to back up for a second because I, I think I jumped the gun here. Can you tell me a little bit more about you, Andy? And you're the, you are the co-founder of Wealth Channel. I'm the other co-founder. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about you and about Wealth Channel and why we started Wealth Channel and how it fits into the, to the Opportunity Zone universe. Yeah, great question. Well, Jimmy, I don't know if our audience knows. You and I were college roommates. We've been business partners for about 20 years now. That's right. We've created and we've created and sold four different businesses previously. This this new project, Wealth Channel, including Opportunity DB, this is kind of our our passion project, right? This is the the big thing that we're building, and it's a community of high net worth investors and investors who are trying to grow their wealth, especially with alternative investments. And so, you know, kind of, uh, I don't want to say the centerpiece, but maybe I can say that is our podcasts and especially the alternative investment podcast, which I host uh, for that. It's a, it's a real passion project for me that I get to host the podcast. I get to talk to all sorts of experts and frankly, some of the smartest, most connected people in finance on that show. So past couple of years doing this along with you, alongside you, I've learned a, a ton about alternatives from other people. And applying that with my own portfolio, investing in different kinds of, of private funds. And you know, a big theme that I see here at this event, at all of our events, is passion. You know, because it's not just about growing our wealth, but 
we're having so much fun along the way. Would you say that's fair? Oh, we're, we're having a ton of fun. Yeah. And it's really, um, I've enjoyed just getting to uh, meet all of the different people in the industry, some, some really amazing leaders in the alternative investing industry and in the opportunity zones investing industry as well. We consider opportunity zones to be a subset of this broader topic we're talking about right now, alternative investments. And Andy, frankly, not just opportunity zones, but all forms of alternative investments seem to be becoming a lot more popular with our audience of high net worth investors in recent years. Why is that, do you think? Yeah, good question. And I mean, that's borne out by the data, right? So that's not just, it's not just our theory that they're becoming more popular. We've seen massive inflows into all kinds of alternative investment asset classes, different product types, different wrappers. So I really have two answers to that question. You know, why now? Right. I'm going to talk a little bit about why alternatives are popular perennially, but why now? You know, I think number one, the products are just better than they used to be. So compared to 20 or 30 years ago, the sponsors, the issuers, the asset managers working in alternatives with alternative investment products, they're frankly just more professional. They're more transparent. You know, the invisible hand of the market, I think, has has made the products stronger. Uh, fee structures in general are are sort of slowly coming down over time. So that same cost pressure that's in the world of traditional investments, it's also playing out in the world of alternative investments. So, you know, that's that's kind of why now. And I also think that investors are getting sick and tired of the volatility in public markets. You know, it's more and more. It feels like a roller coaster. Not only a roller coaster, but a roller coaster that's being manipulated, you know, by the Federal Reserve, by politicians in Washington D.C., by global actors. So it's not even just a, a roller coaster of Mr. Market, but it feels like a manipulated roller coaster. And I think a lot of investors are just sick of it. So that's why now. But let's talk about you know big picture, zooming out. Why are alternatives so popular with high net worth investors, with the ultra wealthy, with family offices? Number one they lower the overall volatility of a portfolio. If you use them intelligently and include them in a portfolio intelligently, they're going to lower the overall volatility. And I think that's a huge appeal, you know, investors being tired of the roller coaster, especially family offices, the ultra wealthy, really focused on capital preservation. They don't want to have years where their portfolio is down 20%. So that decreased volatility, that, that's number one. Number two, there's an opportunity for alpha and higher returns. You know, a lot of these alternative asset classes, for instance, real estate, if you look at family offices, a lot of times real estate is the asset class within that family office that is performing the best in terms of returns over the long run. So it's not only less volatility, it's also higher returns. Thirdly, the tax advantages, the tax efficiency. Obviously, we're talking about opportunity zones today. There's other types of products in the alternative investment landscape, you know, energy products, oil and gas, really all kinds of real estate stuff, you know, 1031s, DSTs, opportunity zones. So a lot of these products are very, very tax efficient. And when you're talking about high net worth investors or the ultra wealthy, typically you're in a higher tax bracket. So you need to be focused on those triple net returns, returns net of inflation, net of fees, net of taxes, right? Because it's not always in tax advantage space in your portfolio. So those are the big three reasons. I like to add a fourth reason uh, because it's fun. You know, I think uh, whether we're talking about impact, a lot of the projects that we're learning about today 
projects that are frankly ch changing the world or or improving uh, local communities, so making an impact. But but it's also just fun. You know, it's it's fun to be an LP in a venture capital fund. It's fun to invest in real estate, sticks and bricks, all of these exciting projects. So I think if we're being honest, I can include that fourth reason. You know, speaking for myself personally, I I think it's fun. It's just a fun sandbox to play in. Yeah, it's where's where's the fun if all of your money is uh, just sitting in the bank or um or your your brokerage account at TD Ameritrade or Fidelity or Vanguard. Uh, it's <laughs> I've enjoyed uh, being an alternative investor in recent years myself, uh, and I've got a soft spot in my heart for for opportunity zones as the the cream of the crop when it comes to tax advantage investing. Uh, but there are a lot of factors to consider, not just the the tax benefits, of course. Uh, Andy, what are some easy ways for high net worth investors? to incorporate alts into their investment portfolio? Well, Jimmy, that's a big question, almost a loaded question, right? Because it's it's going to depend on the investor. So I would say you always have to start with knowing your goal, right? So your goal might be for your overall portfolio, even putting alternatives aside, is your goal uh, to generate income and have a high income portfolio? Is your goal capital preservation? You know, a lot of family offices, that's their number one goal for the ultra wealthy is capital preservation. I think for a lot of high net worth investors, you know, your quote unquote everyday accredited investors, they've already, you know, generated some wealth, they've invested and accrued some wealth, but now they want to grow that wealth potentially into generational wealth. So that's that's a different goal. So I think you have to start and understand what your goal is because that's going to determine your overall portfolio allocation and how you use alternatives in that portfolio. You know, once you know your goal, and then you, then the next step would be determining your allocations, including allocation to alternatives. A lot of times investors are doing this, you know, with the help of an advisor, with a fiduciary, maybe with their CPA or other advisors, which, which is great. You know, surround yourself with folks that can help advise you. A little bit of planning goes a long way. You know, you wanna have that allocation that supports your portfolio goals. Now we're getting into the fun stuff. Okay, so now we're talking about portfolio allocation. In the old days, you know, a lot of portfolios were 60-40. I think increasingly we're getting to a world where the default is more like 50-30-20 or even more allocated to alternatives, you know, 20% or more. I've talked to some ultra wealthy investors, some family offices, their allocation to alts is is virtually 99 or 100%. Uh, but that number is going to be different for each person. But once once you know what your allocation to alternatives is, now I think you're looking for asset classes, alternative asset classes that support your goal. So what I mean by that is if your portfolio goal is income, you might be looking at private credit. If your portfolio goal is capital preservation, you're going to be looking for alternatives that are more stable. You know, like within real estate, DSTs tend to be more stable, more focused on capital preservation. If your goal is to, you know, take the wealth you've already grown and to grow it further into generational wealth, that's a different goal. You know, now you're looking more at capital appreciation, overall returns. You might be taking on a little bit more risk. Uh, and that's where vehicles such as an opportunity zone fund, you know, that's a, a great vehicle to take an existing capital gain and try and leverage that and, and really grow it into generational wealth. So, you know, that'll, but that all starts with knowing your goal then. Okay. And I, I know my, my goal, I know my allocation within my allocation to alts. I know what asset classes support my goal. Now we get to the fun part, which is product selection, 
fund selection? What projects am I investing in? What funds am I investing in? What sponsors am I partnering with as an LP? I mean, to me, that's the most fun, right? That's why we're here today to hear all these stories, look at all these products, see all these presentations. Um, and, and, you know, that's where you get into due diligence, looking at a sponsor's track record, looking at the numbers, equity multiple, IRR. That's the really fun stuff, in my opinion, Jimmy. That's great, Andy. Well, we've got uh, two more minutes left for you before I got to yank you off the stage, Andy. Uh, but real quick, keeping in mind that this is an Opportunity Zone event, let's bring it into more focus here. How do Opportunity Zones fit into this broader alt universe in your mind? Yeah, and I kind of alluded to it already. But first, I want to say Opportunity Zones are too much of a, of a well-kept secret. You know, too many family offices and high net worth investors aren't using this tax program because it's a little bit clunky, right? Because, you know, uh, no offense, Jimmy, but it's just, you know, the the 10 year hold and the fact that you can only invest capital gains. It just I think in a lot of investors minds, it can seem a little clunky. But but as you alluded to, it's probably the best tax incentive ever offered to high net worth investors. And, you know, speaking personally in 2021, at or near the peak, I was able to take some capital gains from the liquid markets, redeploy those into qualified opportunity funds, you know, real estate, venture capital, different opportunity funds. And for me, that was a way to shift uh, some of my wealth into tax advantage vehicles in a way that otherwise wouldn't be available to me, right? Those weren't 1031s from the disposition of a real estate asset. So I think investors need to think holistically about shifting some of their portfolio into tax advantage vehicles. And when it comes to tax advantage vehicles, there's really almost nothing better than a qualified opportunity fund. So I think there's a lot of awesome you know, sponsors here today with very high quality products. So I'm, I'm just excited to see all these presentations and I'll be taking notes. Yeah, I am as well. Um, this is our eighth OZ pitch day. Um, they keep getting better and better, it seems. And uh, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun introducing Opportunity Zones to different investors all over the country over the last four plus years since we started Opportunity DB. Uh, well, Andy, I've dropped the link to Wealth Channel in the chat and to the Alternative Investment Podcast in the chat as well. So I would encourage our attendees to go check out wealthchannel.com and Andy's podcast, The Alternative Investment Podcast at that link that I put in the chat. Andy, thanks so much for participating today. And I hope you stick around and watch some of the presentations. Oh, I will, Jimmy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Andy. That's it for today's show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a rating and review to help spread the word to other investors. And we'll be back soon with another episode.